With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Discover. Transform. Manifest. Welcome to Empowered Whole Being Radio. A safe and sacred place to discover and explore our unity. Hello, fellow empowerment seekers. Hey there, Francis. Hello, everyone. Hello, Candice. So we're excited to be with you together again, everyone. And um, we have an interesting topic today, something I know everyone has experienced that's listening now. And that perhaps you have felt a little lost, a little overwhelmed, a little isolated in your transition process. And today, Francis and I are here to give you some insight, provide some insight, and to help you understand that you're not alone in this. It's an actual there's an actual process here. There is something that is set in stone that happens with every reawakening, every expansion experience. And once you see that it's just part of the unfolding transitional process, and it's not an isolation, that you're not an isolated incident just for you, this is what happens to everybody, <laughs> then I'm, my intention and my hope is that you'll feel freer and able to um, embrace the process with a new context, a new framing, and feel, ex- and feel excited about it and not feel overwhelmed by some of the um, experiences that happen during this transitional, normal transitional process. So before we get started in the show, let's go ahead and do the Divine Heart Guided um, Connection Guided Meditation. Um, sound good, Francis? Yes, yes, love it. <laughs> so let's, um, let's do that and um, go ahead and uh, shift the energy because this topic can trigger Um, our filters and blocking programs and so I want to make sure that we begin the show with our most expanded uh, uh, feeling focus because it's the feeling focus that creates uh, what focus what um, what feelings we're focused upon so I call it the feeling focus that initiates the manifestation uh, in our outside world, whether it's from joy or fear. And so today we want to make sure that we create the ultimate uh, supportive, safe environment for everyone to work together in this process and um, have the best takeaway as possible. 
so those of you have, who have listened to the show before um, and are aware of what a divine heart coherence uh, connection is, then just follow along. For those of you who this is your first time, um, I'll give you a little background real briefly so that you have an understanding of what we're about to do. What we're doing is the divine heart coherence technique is an actual uh, process in which you are empowered to um, shift your feeling focus to shift your frequency, your electromagnetic frequency, and from either predominantly fear, you know, back into the joy unity energy. And it, the technique is utilizing the quantum biological um, information that, number one, your heart or our hearts are the primary transmitter of electromagnetic frequencies that our belly brain, which is the enteric nervous system, your gastrointestinal system, that's called the belly brain. The belly brain is the primary receiver of electromagnetic frequency information. The belly brain controls what's what we call the brain antenna. There are structures in our heads uh, tissue, bone, different things, that their whole function is to direct the vibratory rate, the frequency data from electromagnetic energy, whether it be from sound, color, light, smell, whatever. It directs all of it to the pineal gland, which is nearly in the very center of our heads. The pineal gland contains microscopic calcite crystals, and these calcite crystals have two main properties. One, they receive this data and expand its uh, bandwidth, and then they multidirectionally disperse it. So we are literally, in a quantum biological point of view, we are literally electromagnetic designed, our third and fourth dimension bodies are designed to be electromagnetic transmitters and receivers of information, of energy, literally. And I won't go into more parts, but there's everything is set up for that. So what we're about to do is recognize that we are transmitting a frequency and receiving a frequency 24-7, whether we're aware of it or not. And um, what I want to do is show you how you can be aware of it and how you can shift it if it's in the fear-based energies, frequencies. And what happens if we are transmitting primarily fear, anger, energy, then we're going to be co-creating, manifesting experiences that create more of the same. So if you're not feeling good about yourself, then it's because this unconscious energy is being transmitted. Dr. Bruce Lipton, who is a quantum biolog uh, biologist, um, he says from his research that 93 to 95% of the energy the communication that we are transmitting, receiving is unconscious. So by understanding uh, what it is you are transmitting, then you'll be able to 
have the ability to make a new decision. If you don't know what's going on, how can you shift, shift it? You can't. So this technique I'm about to show you and share with you allows you, empowers you to do exactly that. Now, some things to keep in mind that everything that we experience originates from energy, from a feeling. And so the first thing I want you to do in order to get this um, uh, technique going is for everyone to select a moment in nature, recall a vivid experience you had in nature. We use nature because it's neutral. There's no other attachments like with a pet or family member or friend or loved one. Um, nature is neutral. So we pick a moment in nature that you personally experienced a very profound moment of beauty and joy, a moment where when you were there, it doesn't matter if it's the ocean, the desert, the mountain, sunrise, sunset, something that was profoundly beautiful that you felt you could really palatably feel that energy of creation and somehow, some way you knew in that moment you're part of that. It's all interconnected. So let's focus all of us on that moment. Pick your moment. Now close your eyes. Put your fingertips at the bottom of your breastbone, the heart chakra, because we're going to place our focus there, not anywhere else. Because we have to get the heart shifted first. Then we can shift the rest of the areas, the belly brain and so on. So, Close your eyes, fingertips at the base of your breastbone, and now feel right there, feel with every fiber of your being that beautiful moment in nature. I want you to f smell the smells. If there was a breeze, feel the breeze on your skin. Whatever happened, feel it, relive it. Because you can recall it, and the way energy works it becomes your now moment. You're there again. Good. Let it expand. Just feel that feeling. Nothing else. Just focus on that moment that was so beautiful. If any place feels a little tight or stuck, just say deactivate, dissolve, release, and flow energy in there. Just feel it even more strongly. Good, let it expand. Now imagine that a beautiful beam of light is flowing out. Your heart is so full of light, it's flowing out into the very center of all consciousness. And let's just imagine that being a beautiful, bright light. You're feeling the flow, the joy, love, energy, that joyful moment in nature. That beauty that's so inspiring and it flows from the heart in the center of everything into the light and from the light a beam of energy flows into your belly that same joyful unity energy and let it just fill your belly let it expand in the heart and flow out into the center of the light and then from the light into the belly let it just cycle just feel it Feel that joyful moment. Feel that sense of unity that everything's connected. 
Good. Let it expand. Flowing out from the heart into the light, into the light, into the belly. Good. Deactivate, dissolve, release. Now a beam of energy comes from the light and it goes into the top of the head and flows into the body. And then lastly, a fourth beam of energy now flows into your back, between your shoulder blades, and it flows out from the heart back into the light. And now you're creating a toroidal flow. Everybody has this Taurus energy cycling in and out all around. That is our field of energy. Everything has it. The earth has it. Everything has it. Now you're consciously and intentionally, with full awareness, focusing on feeling that joyful energy, that connected energy you felt in that one moment in nature, and letting it flow and expand in your energy field. So let it expand. And again, feel it in the belly flowing in. Your belly begins to feel warm and expanded and lighter. The heart is expanded. Any place feels tight, just send energy in there, deactivate, dissolve, release. Good. Now let's get the show started. Today's topic. That was awesome. Yeah, yeah. So today's topic is what are the three stages of a self-realization transition? And we're going to talk about each of those. They are the initial release, what we call the state of flux, which is the, the third, the second, I mean. And then the third is evolved state of being. So this is like, as Carl Jung talked about, peeling the layers of the onion away. When you have a release, as you, I'm sure, all aware, all aware of this, it isn't just everything just goes. It would be counterproductive if it did because it wouldn't allow for the unfolding process, the expanded understanding and compassion, which leads to that point of consciousness where the realization that we are all one energy can exist. The whole blocking program is there to create a sense of separation and individuated experience. Because in actuality, we are one energy. However, in our physical consciousness, human consciousness, it's challenging to experience that because of the filters and the blocking programs. But it's there for a reason. It allows this beautiful unfolding process to happen. So, yeah, we have several releases. We have several transitions. And each time we do become more clear, more connected, there's less uh, static in the way of our um, energetic unity. So each part of it has value. It's not, we're not victimized by it. We created it. We, as the greater self, created it. So we're going to talk about that today and uh, hopefully provide a different kind of context and framing that uh, would empower you all to um, 
experience it in a more um, neutral manner, more compassionately objective, which will then um, speed the transition process. So, however, let's just recap our last uh, show, which was tips for remaining expanded even when confronted with fear. That was a fun show, Francis. I enjoyed that one. Yeah, yeah, me too, a lot. <laughs> yeah. So if you haven't, if you missed that one, it's available on iTunes and on Blog um, Talk Radio on our website. There, our station, and um, you can just go ahead and grab it any time and take a listen. It's available on demand. And we talked in there about how to remain neutral. Uh, even if you're in a situation that's uh, fear-based and challenging. And then um, um, announcements. Um, We have a call-in number, 646-378-1732. Feel free to call in and join in the discussion. We love that. And um, if you have any questions or whatever, we have our chat open, so we can respond that way as well. And... um, I also want to put out an invitation to anyone. Uh, We have an ongoing project for our EWB TV channel, Empowered Whole Being TV channel, and uh, that's called the Infinity Experience Project. And if you haven't seen any of those videos, I invite you to check them out on YouTube. It's different people sharing their own um, a feeling or an experience of first the first ever time. Some, well, for some people it's incremental, and for some people it's like just this huge shift. And um, where they first had that that awareness that they're not <clears throat> just their human self, that there's something more to them, that they're something greater and more expanded. And that is that is happening a lot and more and more to so many people around. It's not only a um, single, you know, individual mm-hmm. having. So very I agree. interesting. Yeah. You know what? I haven't. We haven't done an infinity experience video with you. No. Come to think of it. <laughs> so when you're no. ready to do it, let yeah. me know because I I think that would be awesome to do that. Yeah. Yeah, that was very interesting what happened there. Yeah. I just went, wait a minute, Francis doesn't have an interview. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Maybe it's time. Maybe that's why that came up. Also, too, one more last um, announcement. Uh, The publishing company, Empowered Whole Being Press, we are open for submissions for new manuscripts from visionary authors. Next week, I'm very excited because we have our – International New Age Trade Show in Denver, Colorado. It happens once a year in June. And um, so this year, uh, it's it's next week this year, and we have a booth, and we have several authors. We have book signings happening with our authors. Lots of cool stuff is coming down, and I'm really excited about that because the more we can get the new voices out with the new messaging, the better. Because... Publishing these days has shifted so much that um, it's risky for them to publish anything that's really new. And um, however, 
that's why I was guided to open the doors of Empowered Old Being Press a couple of years ago. And um, we're moving forward in uh, publishing amazing books and uh I'm pretty excited about that. So the show will be next week, and I'll let you know how that goes. Everybody, when I get back, the next time we have our show. It's always fun to meet people there, too, because it's always really cool people. So what are the three stages of a self-realization transition? I first want to start by this topic by um, sharing with you all how Francis and I come up with the topics for our episodes for our blog, our uh, podcast. <laughs> we Goody. we leave it we leave it we leave it completely up to expand itself. You know, we don't. Um, sometimes we'll get a guest, so we'll have that pre-planned and coordinated. Which reminds me, I've been really feeling nudged to reach out to William Brown, um, the uh, <clears throat> biophysicist. And see if he'd like to come back on the show. Oh, It'd be that fun. would be so cool. Yeah. So, um, but other than that, what what Francis and I do is we check in with with each other the week of the show, and we talk about what's been coming up. You know, what what kind of experiences have we been having, and knowing that if we're having them, then others would be too, because yeah. it's all connected. And um, um, getting clarity and and about what would the top what would be the best topic. So again, this week we did that, and it was kind of funny, huh, Francis? Because <laughs> when I talked to you, you were like, "I have no idea. I'm so lost. In, I'm so in my transition." And I said, oh, "Yes, that's the topic." <laughs> I, you know, I told you that I felt this last transition, that I felt that I had, that I didn't have a center, but it was because I'm not connected to the stories. Um, going back and getting um, things from the past to relate to this now, it's like the things that are happening, they're kind of new, which they are new all the time, but we, because we keep going to the past, to make sense of what is happening right now. It's kind of like a habit that we have. That, this, that is not happening this time. So I didn't know what topic and what was going on. and um, So that was interesting there. You brought up a good point. Um, if I may share about your transition a little bit, Francis, yeah. is that okay? Okay. So yes. um, a couple of weeks ago, I think it was, we, uh, Francis uh, and I did a core issue release session, and this particular module that she released from her fourth dimension body was really pivotal to the, um, the makeup, the, to the central theme of her program, um, her avatars program, meaning that it was controlling her avatar's whole experience at unconscious level by its transmissions of electromagnetic frequency data. So when this one left, there, there was this, like you said just now, which was really a good point, that up until this one, this module, there was, because it was still there, you know, all the other releases, your avatar could comfortably go back and 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 
pick up the stories as still being her identity. Yes. Whereas this time, with this module gone... <laughs> there was nothing. <laughs> because it's not who you are. Yeah. And and it brought a... Um, a it really highlighted the importance of shifting and embracing our true identity is already being expanded self. Yes. And it, it was um, kind of like I found myself panicking, you know, um, the, the Francis avatar um, panicking because it was like, oh, my God, there's nothing. You know, it's like, again, here we are again with this, all of this new, again, experiencing life new. But this was different because there wasn't anything that I could relate to uh, to go back. Mm-hmm. Um, because the emotional charge, the program, the blocking beliefs, um, whatever terms you want to put on it, were no longer uh, acting like a beacon 24-7 transmitting uh, that data into the quantum field yeah. to make it seem like it was real for the avatar, for the Francis avatar. And without that doing that, it's quiet. Yes. It's not and there. You, and you have to get used to that quietness. You know, That's um, the three, three stages of transition. Exactly. Yeah. And this is such a gift to have you share this with everyone, Francis. And I will share my experiences, too, because believe me, I know exactly what you're talking about, Francis. I've been there. And uh, this is what we call, this is what I call ascension. In my in my point of view, ascension is not like I just like, ah, you know, and fly out of the body and go to heaven or something. Ascension is increase in vibratory rate. Ascension is an increase in your frequency. And we are ascending. That's part of the integration process. We are becoming more here in the third dimension it doesn't matter because it's it's not separate it's not it's a holodeck it's a hologram we're already interconnected and in quantum science they call that entanglement everything is everything that's what that means the thing is that that you know you read a lot about things like this and it's like it's like uh, you read about it but it does not become real until it happens to you. And it's very different when it happens to you. Mm-hmm. Completely different than what you have read and people have told you. It's very different to have the orange in your hand than eating the orange. Um, well, it's like a, like trying yeah. to describe childbirth to a man or to anyone who's never yeah. had a child. <laughs> There's no, yeah. there's no context. Yeah. There's no free. No. There's no, there's no context for it. And until there's a yeah. personal connection and context, we can talk about it. It's, it remains intellectually understood, but not experientially and, understood. And when you have the intellectual uh, knowing of it, you think 
you are it in it, and it's not. It's completely. I mean, it, it comes to me when when a release is going to happen. You get aware of a, a behavior that you were not aware of before, and there were scenarios creating, so you know what is it that you are going to be releasing um, because you're transmitting that. Right. And then when when the release happened, then you know the all of that goes. It's not the goes away. You still have things to that are going to happen to unfold. They are going to be unfolding in your life. Um, Let's talk about people, that because that's the that's the yeah. transition process. Let's talk yeah. about that. So we have the first part of of the transition phase. Uh, the first stage is um, the initial release. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about it from a spiritual point of view and also a quantum physics point of view, just energetically. So when the module is released out of the fourth dimension body, think of the fourth dimension body as an energetic container. It holds the program. It holds the database program for your blocking, um, for your human story, put it that way. And it's what is transmitting, like a little beacon, those um, beliefs and um, feelings that create a self-perpetuating loop. Um, You'll hear your uh, coming out of your mouth things like, "Oh, I'm I I just can't do math," or, <laughs> uh, "I don't have a good sense of direction." Yes, that's just the program. Mm-hmm. If everything is energy and we're all that energy, that's just it- the uh, it's just the play, the program. It's the park that your third dimension self is playing at this moment, but it's not who you are. Because you you are, and that's what I was trying to explain before, because when you said, I'm not good in this, you are going back to a reference point when one time in the story of your life, you did something and in your eyes you fell, and you didn't want to try it again. So there was an agreement there with that story that I cannot do that. Mm-hmm. And this time when this happened, the the work that we did, there was not a reference point for Francis to go back and say, I cannot do this. It's, um, but I'm jumping ahead, so let me let you yeah. keep explaining. <laughs> yeah. So the, the first um, stage is the initial release. So... The module's removed from the fourth dimension body. And that's, and I'm using my my particular uh, transitional work, um, the core issue release process, as the um, context for this discussion. However, I'm sure that there are many other ways for a release to happen, I'm sure. So the initial release is that there is a connection, an understanding um, that what part of a certain specific part of the story for the avatar for the human consciousness no longer serves you and it's it's not something you want to embrace anymore 
And that begins to let it go. That's the release. That that decision that it doesn't serve you, it's not who you are, and that resets the program. So you have your initial release. In the work that I do, what happens when we remove the module out of the fourth dimension body, it's no longer transmitting those um, signals, that unconscious um, a repertoire of thoughts and feelings. However, up until that moment that it was transitioned out or released, it had been. So the third dimension body has been inundated with that dialogue up until that now moment. And once the module is gone out of the fourth dimension body, there is this, within the first 24 hours of the release, there is this huge download, this like dispersing, dissipation of that blocking energy. And it can, because again, it's what we transmit out that creates what we experience as a human. What we experience in our day-to-day life is not, a re- is not being done to us by some other unseen force. It is us creating it by our unconscious transmissions. What vibrational rate, what frequency we're primarily functioning on. Fear, anger, or joy, unity. So in the first 24 hours, there's a big download, a big dissipation, like transmission out into the quantum field of that energy. And that's so perfect because it creates opportunity to observe what had been controlling your perception of what was real for you up until that moment. But there's no charge anymore. So you can be much more objective. You can observe it with more compassion. So that's the first stage, just just like a big download, like a big shift there at that moment. Then we go into the second stage, which is state of flux. And I want to share with you all the dictionary definition of flux. A state of uncertainty about what should be done, usually following some important event, preceding the establishment of a new direction of action. Let me read that again, because that's really profound. Flux, a state of uncertainty about what should be done, which usually follows some important event, which is the release, preceding the establishment of a new direction of action. So when you... When a release occurs, whether it's in my work with this module being removed or in some other type of modality, it's no longer affecting us at an unconscious level as to what we feel is real. And that we don't, we have uncertainty about what, who we are and what we're to do. 
And this state of flux occurs while we're transit, like our energy is literally shifting. Let me put it another way. When a module is removed or a release has happened, literally your unconscious energetic programming has been rewritten, reformulated. You are not the same. Therefore, searching in your avatar or human experience in the past for any kind of uh, touchstone for how to act and be in this new place is not going to work. There was a metaphor my mom used to use as she was aging. She, and it fits for this as well. She talked about her life as being like a house and that she would be moving from room to room in this house. And she would say to me, I've moved into a new room of my house and I'm not familiar with it yet. And I don't know exactly how to be here but I know that I will understand and learn soon. And I think that applies to this as well. Wow, that, that was so wise. <laughs> what a wise lady. Yeah, and and she was practicing compassion, self-compassion. Yeah. And that's I this is one of the key tips for the transition process. Understand that as you are on your journey of self-realization, and what does that mean, self-realization? It means realizing who your real self is. You already are the expanded consciousness. You already are source. You already are the divine consciousness. In every sense of that statement, it is true. When you look at it from a quantum science point of view, you see that it's absolutely true. So each time we release part of our human story that we have attached our sense of identity to, it enables us to embrace and integrate that much more with our true self, self-realization. So being in a state of flux provides us an amazing opportunity to observe what we had believed to be true in the past, to understand what were we, what were we researching? What were we as a consciousness creating catalytic contrast so that we could explore and understand some aspect of self in a new way? Because, you know, sometimes we have to have information provided in several different methods. People all learn differently, right, in school. Some people learn better visually. Some people learn better <clears throat> audibly. Some people learn better tactily when they touch things. So information presented in multiple different um, modalities and ways allows us to have a more expanded understanding and comprehension 
of what it is that's happening and who we really are. So self-realization, the state of flux, the second stage of the transition process, is very important. And I'd like to support for everyone, just one second, I'm sorry, uh, to support for everyone to reframe that. And when you have a release, to remember that you are integrating in, in, in evolving into your greater self on a new level. And that the most important thing in this state of flux is to remain judgment-free and to remain focused upon the joy unity frequency because that is who we all are. That is the truth of yourself, of me, of you, of all of us. So by maintaining that as home base, come back to it, come back to it, get pulled out, understand what it was that needed to be observed, and come back. That will assist you to smooth out the jaggedy parts of this state of flux time period. Because literally, they're, depending on how um, prominent or how integral your release was of the blocking beliefs, this energy, the filters, whatever you want to call it, module in my case, will depend upon how long that state of flux is going to last. Right, Francis? And I'm sorry, I wanted to finish that. So please, um, what did you want to say? No, 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 that's okay. It is also a very, because it's, it's the, okay. To me, the self-realization is also getting to know yourself because we don't, um, we, we get our information from people that tell you, you know, you're nice or you're this or you're that. And it's such an intimate process and it's yours. It, 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 you know, there's things that are going to be co-created that they're so intimate to you. It's like it has to be you that created it, right? How can somebody else come with that sense of humor so intimate to you? Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of things. So, so when when I'm going through this process, I used to share them because uh, when I share, I felt that um, um Making it makes more sense, you know. Sometimes when you talk to somebody and you listen yourself talking, it makes more sense. You can hear, yeah, it's things like flow the, through, you, yeah, yeah, right. The unfolding, but mm-hmm. now I don't because um, the other person may not be able to understand um, right. in detail, you know, in the corners of the stories that I'm leaving behind. Or it might activate something because there is the group blocking dynamic. It might activate something in them to bounce back. So it's still good to share, but just be judicious about who you share with. Yeah. And so I I, I just let it be like this last one. I share it with you, of course, because we we work together and and you understand that completely, perfectly. Um, But... To other people, how can you go and tell people, well, now I'm going through something in my life and I have no points of reference? How do you put that into words so people can understand? Oh, it's, it's, it's called this uh, personality disassociation. No, it's not that, you know. So it's, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't label label anything. Um, it, it just let it flow. And, and this time was kind of like a little bit harder because um, – 
part of it, part of the Francis Avatar didn't want to let go of the story. You know, There's like the, the thing. That's yeah. the point right there. Yep. That's what makes yeah. it difficult is yeah. the yeah. fear energy. The, and that was because that was in that module. Mm-hmm. That the deep unconscious belief of ceasing to exist of letting if 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 fear was not the cornerstone of this focus. Yes. And and so I've been there too. I know exactly what you're talking about. So it's very interesting. I'm very quiet today because I'm, I told you that this is different. It's very different. Um, but it, it's beautiful to go through that intimate space that only you um, can go through. You know, like, um, to me, the big, my life is changing a lot, and, and it was like, um, so the Francis Avatar was like uh, being alone. So I sat down with that, what is being alone? Well, I go alone to the bathroom. When I was born, I was alone out of my mom's womb. And, I, you know, I started talking about telling myself, what does that mean for the Francis Avatar to be alone? And it had a lot of connection with abandonment. And Mm -hmm. so I had to come back. I had to go to that point of reference and then come back and say, well, I'm not being abandoned. I'm, you know, 40-something years old. This is not happening. But this time when we did the work, I didn't have any point of reference to go back. So it's very neat to be here. Actually, actually you you yeah. do, you do. However, it's not in the avatar story. Yes, it's, it's the point it's, of reference now is to go to that place of expanded self. Yes, which the divine heart coherence helps with that. That gets you there, and then once you once you expand your energy back into joy, love, unity frequencies, then just what I do or what I did in the past and what I continue to do is when I, after I expand my energy, then I just say, um, connect me, you know, integrate, you know, just, I, I, I focus on feeling fully integrated and then I'm there. And where you are right now in your process is where I was a well while back, which is, I kept asking for more integrated, wait, how did I say that? I wanted more experiential knowing of integration. I wanted to have increased, increased the moments when I felt completely unified with everything. And the more I focused on that, the more I had them, of course, because that's how it works. And then it became really evident to me who I am, the I amness of me. Beautiful. If that makes sense. Yes. It's that place where nothing matters. Because <laughs> it's, it's already you know, you know the, that you know. Yes. All the stories, it's like there's that space within you, that all the stories, they just, you don't need them. You don't need anything there. You don't need... Um, it has nothing to do anything. with your identity yeah. or the or it, it doesn't have nothing to do with validating your value, your self-worth. None of that's in the avatar story. None of that. Um, and I think that if, to make it more effortless in, a, in the state of flux, 
stage of transition. It is the, um, and I guess you could say this is a tip, whatever, is to make sure that your feeling focus is on unity, that you, even if you at first can't feel it, to just focus on the truth of you, which is that you already are the expanded self. I mean, on every level, it's the truth. I mean, quantum science, everything. We know that we're this, there's no separation. There's no such thing as separation. It's the illusion here for the third dimension. I won't go into all the reasons why I believe that, that that's why. It's a good thing. It's okay. However, when you come to a point when you're expanding and transitioning, it no longer serves you to focus on the illusion of separation as being your reality. It serves us, all of us, to focus on the unity, the truth of unity of us. And that will smooth and even out that state of flux stage. Beautiful. The willingness to be there. Yes, the willingness. Yeah. Exactly right, right. Yeah. And that's where sometimes, it's not that I struggle with it, but it's it's different because I was transmitting something unconsciously. Um, it's so beautiful when the things that are you co-create around you, they are you come and tell you this is happening. And mm. yeah. you didn't know that you were doing those things, you know, so that they you become aware of them and that's when they you know that you the release process starts. You start seeing your behavior or the things that you used to do and then you once you do the release man, you know, those things are gonna happen but you don't have connection to them. You see them without no judgment. Yeah, you're not identifying with them as being yeah. you anymore they they're outside of you there's something separate and that and that's so like you said it's so beautiful because it it, i love how the whole thing is designed the whole the whole evolution process of ascension it's so beautiful because it affords us in our human consciousness to understand what we were transmitting unconsciously like you said and to look at it with compassion and look at it without identifying with it, with objectivity. Yes. Because we and no longer got, in, embrace it as being who we are. And then, you know, the, the most beautiful thing that happens is then when you're out of that uh, and then scenarios are created and you look at the people next to you and you go, was I doing that? <laughs> Oh my goodness! You know, it's like yeah. I, I, I had a I had a friend that she was talking to me. She was going on the trip, and she was telling to me of all the things that she's worrying about. What when she gets there? I'm like, but you're not even you're leaving in three weeks. Why are you worrying about those things? And to me, it was just so foreign to be worried about something that is not even here or that is going to happen in three weeks. It's like, oh my goodness, you know, I used to do that a lot. You know. How um, beautiful, though. How yeah. beautiful to have the. Uh, see, that's the thing that's so cool about the second stage, the state of flux, because it, it has a purpose. It's 
a, it's it's providing our human consciousness an opportunity to observe what used who we used to be so that we can more, make more room for who we really are now. Mhm. Yes. It creates the catalytic contrast in uh, a subdued manner. It's not like, you know, um, like a crazy freight train kind of experience. It's more like, whoa, what was that about? Not feeling slammed by it, you know, like it is when we're unconscious of it and we're just in that loop, creating the same craziness over and over again. So the other tip is to embrace your true identity, which we've been talking about, that is already is greater self, divine consciousness, source, whatever you want to call it. Even if you cannot always feel that expansiveness, that is who you are. So if you maintain that as your touchstone, you can always come back to that. And you can also ask the what questions. What's the, what's the um, takeaway from this experience? In what way did I create this? What is the underlying message? You and, and I had a conversation where I asked the question, why was this co-created? Mm-hmm. And it was something very beautiful that you shared with me about the question, why? When you ask why, it's more like, why did this happen to me? Instead of coming from an empowering position, what is next? Or, or reveal what's next. Um, it's more empowering than asking why was this co-created. Right, because it has why has the holds the energy of separation, the illusion, the illusion of separation. Yeah. It holds the energy of victim, like some external force is doing something to us. Uh-huh. Whereas when we ask the what questions. We're owning the fact that we created whatever that experience was. We created it from a loving place and we want to understand what are the components, what's the information we need to propel us forward to even further ascension and integration. So the other tip is for when you're in the state of flux is maintain the joy, love, unity, predominantly maintain that frequency coherence, maintain that as your feeling focus. If it seems, if you're in a challenging moment, stuff's like really revealing old patterns and you're feeling a little confused by it, not quite touching into your greater self yet, drop it if you can, if if any way possible, just shift. Find something that's joyful for you. Um, there's a website that I go to sometimes when I really want to laugh. It's called it's called English English dot com i e n g r i s h and in, it's somebody started it years ago and what it is is just showing how in Asian cultures or not just Asian any culture that's other than English speaking. This primary, um, how they've used English language as advertising, and a lot of it is Asian because their the characters 
may not um, always um, there's a lot of uh, there's not a lot of flexibility from a design marketing standpoint whereas the English language you have different style fonts you know different kinds of things you can do that are attractive and and pretty to look at so um, apparently um, there are <laughs> some translations that are kind of funny and because um, they lead at, they they're t- they translate things literally. Yeah, literally, you, right. Yes, you cannot do yeah. that when you're speaking a language. Well, not only that, yeah. it, they, just the look of certain words are attractive in different font styles. And from a marketing standpoint, I totally get where they're coming from. It makes a lot, you know, it's beautiful what they create. However, if you're if you're an English speaking person and you're wanting to read whatever's on the T-shirt or whatever, it doesn't make a lot of sense, you know. And that's okay too. But anyway, what my point is is that I, whatever I need to do to make me laugh, you know, to come back into a joy zone, do something um, self-nurturing, um, whatever it might be that that will tickle your funny bone um, with you know, that's not demeaning to anybody else or um, just something that can shift the moment for you. And once you do that, then you can um, uh, get back into your joy, love, predominantly, you know, frequency, use your divine heart coherence technique, um, whatever it works for you in that now moment to just break that focus, to shift your feeling focus back to joy, love, whatever works and that because we recognize that any energetic experience outside of the joy love unity energy you know pulls you out of that expanded place it's from the blocking program the unconscious subconscious blocking program and it's just data it's not affirming who you are or your value so those are some of the tips for when you're in a state of flux it's um I understand that it's challenging, and what makes it less challenging is coming back to the focus of who you really are, who you are already, and that the story is not your identity. And in the little bit of time we have left, I want to talk about the last stage, which is the evolved state of being. After this transition of the state of flux, what happens is that you settle into your new level of consciousness, your new level of expanded self, new level of awareness, your your literally your electromagnetic data frequency has been reformatted and it's now more integrated with those uh, lighter loving joyful frequencies and I say lighter because when we do the divine heart coherence we can feel when we shift when we do the divine heart coherence technique we can feel how we feel like coming up in an elevator a very lifted expanded feeling and if we focus on fear we can feel that like we're sinking and heavy so that's why i use those terms for light or, or heavy and um in your new state of being after a while you don't even remember who you used to be it is it's not even important it is there's no um there's no connection to it when people um I'm not the same person I was a month ago, let alone two years ago. And I know, Francis, you can say the same thing. Yes. 
so funny when people try to hold you accountable to who you were. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. So um, we're running out of time for the show today. This could go on and on. But um, I want to ask Francis, uh, in summation, is there anything in conclusion you'd like to share or add? Because, you know, you have a lot of pro- profound wisdom because uh, you're personally experiencing these things and, and, and you know what works for you and what doesn't. I'm doing things that like, once a day I do something that brings joy, like you said, you know. But it's like an action. I put an action. I just do something that brings joy to to my humanity. Yes. And, uh, you know, because it's it's also a lot of changes for, mm-hmm. you know, the Francis story, you know. Um, so I, I do that to bring joy to my life and... It's just fun to do that. So um, absolutely, that's yeah. a good. That's a good. I like leaving it right there. Just bring joy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, because yeah. you can't go wrong with that. Absolutely. So um, we're actually out of time. We're uh, running over time here a little bit. And however, it was a great discussion today. And uh, Francis, thank you so much for being willing to share about your own transformation, self-realization journey. Because I know that thank you that for having me. I've got, well, you're the guest host. <laughs> <laughs> guest host. I mean, you're the co-host. So um, I just what I'm, what I'm wanting to verbalize is that I appreciate your willingness to share because uh, we know that. Just knowing that you're not alone in your process, that there's actually specific things that are happening that everyone goes through, can help create a better sense of of connectedness and help to um, diminish the sense of um, separateness and um, aloneness because that's not our reality. We are connected. And when each person, when one person does a shift, it affects everybody's energy. It lifts yes. it for everyone. And so yes. we applaud all of you who are focused on um, elevating your frequency of shifting your identity back to source, of um, becoming more focused and feeling more joy, because you bless all of us with your intention and your commitment. So thank you so much. Namaste. And um, thank you, Francis. And we'll um, be all with you again in a couple of weeks. And until then, um, wishing for you and holding the intention and space for you to feel abundant joy every day. This has been Empowered Whole Being Radio. Thank you for joining us. On-demand episodes are available at empoweredwholebeing.com. Until next time, joy to you. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC.